All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills, and we've got breaking news. So when we're talking breaking news, who better to bring in than the host of the Bruce exclusive, the one and only Bruce Nolan? Anthony, thank you so much for having me. I I, I kind of you know forced my way into this conversation because I was so excited about what we have to talk about today. So I appreciate you letting me you know crash your party. Well, just in case nobody knows what it is that we're talking about, it's Ian Rappaport uh, coming out and saying that the Buffalo Bills have reached a four-year extension with Tredavious White. No figures yet at this point, but I mean, Bruce, right here we all were, pins and needles, waiting for the announcement of the 53-man roster. And then shortly thereafter, we get the announcement that Trey White signing a contract extension. We we all felt it was coming, but we weren't sure, if, you know, with the fifth-year option, what that would look like. Why don't you tell me what's running through your head right now? The first thing running through my head is that, strategically speaking, I'm really, really, really glad that we got this contract done as a franchise before Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore, Marlon Humphrey. That's important. When you have four players who all can claim that they deserve to be the highest paid corner in the league, whether or not they are the best corner in the league is not relevant. The question is, as a market product, if they're in the top five or the top eight, they're going to set the market. That's just the way contracts go, because there's always going to be a portion of your contract life when you are underpaid and a portion when you are overpaid. And so everyone wants to set the market with new average annual value, knowing full well that by the back half of that contract, that will no longer be the case. And hopefully those two things kind of balance themselves out. So if Jalen Ramsey, Marshawn Lattimore, and Marlon Humphrey all signed before Tredavious White, that just pushes the number up and up and up and up and up. Always be first Always set the market when it comes to things like this. Now, obviously, don't set the market if you have a, a lackluster player at the position. But if you have someone who you know is going to have a next contract that will reset the market at that position and you know you're going to do that deal, do it sooner rather than later. Look at what the Cowboys are going to get themselves into with Dak Prescott. Now Deshaun Watson signed for $40 million a year. It just pushes it up. Cowboys are waiting. Cowboys are waiting. Cowboys are waiting. It's going to bite them in the butt. The Bills did not have that happen with Tredavious White. That is the first thing going through my head. And even knowing very little about the deal. All we know is it's a four-year extension. We don't know how it tacks on to the end of his current situation. We don't know if it's part of the, you know, he has now six years left or anything like that. Here's what we know. It makes him the highest paid corner in the league, and I'm good with that. Bruce, when you say he's the highest paid corner in the league, and and honestly, right, got back to the computer, didn't have a chance to pull anything up. And you know what, Bruce? I'm just going to stop right there. I'm just going to keep recording. But here from Adam Schefter, Bills are giving cornerback Tredavious White a four-year, $70 million extension, including $55 million guaranteed, sources tell ESPN. Total value of deal is $82.1 million. White is doing his deal after three years, which makes it even more striking. He is 25 years old and could hit the market again. I cannot fathom how good of a deal that is for the Buffalo Bills. Four years at $70 million a year. Sorry, at $70 million total. $70 million a year might be, uh, <laughs> might be a little high. That is $17.5 million a year. The current leader is Darius Slay 
at $16.7 million a year and Byron Jones at 16.5, Xavier Howard at 15, James Bradbury of all people at 14.5. This is a staggering good deal for the Bills. Now, again, we don't know the whole things and I have to have the caveat where I haven't seen the entire thing and I don't know what the roster bonus is. I don't know where it's structured. So just assume that I've already added that caveat to the discussion. Knowing this right now, breaking live while we are recording this podcast, that is a staggeringly good deal for the Bills because, yes, he reset the market, but he didn't obliterate the market. This is not a Joey Bosa beating Miles Garrett by multiple millions of dollars a year right after he just broke the new record. This is not the acceleration that you were expecting to necessarily see from the cornerback market. The cornerback market just hasn't really accelerated the way that other positions have. So if you get the highest paid corner at the position, but it's only by $750,000 a year, I will absolutely take that. I think that's an absolutely stunning deal for the Bills. I am be, I'm over the moon about it. You know, under normal circumstances, I would have stopped recording there shared the information with you, could have edited it, but I wanted to get your initial reaction with that because I think from at least other speculation, I right, I mean, you're thinking maybe $75 million, at least something in that neighborhood. That's where my head went first. I think I saw something that you had tweeted, Greg Tom said as well, and you just look at it. I mean, here, here we are. Now, Joe Biscaglia, right, who we know and love, um, he's asking the questions that I think sit out there that you were just alluding to for many Right, he's saying, I'm intrigued to see the structure of the Trey White deal. Is it a four-year deal that rips up the deal for this year and next? Does it only rip up the fifth-year option? Is it four years on top of this year and the fifth-year option? If it's one of the last two, it could go a long way for a cap flex in 2021. But as we say, those are some pretty big questions, right? When you look at things and say, okay, with two years left on his deal right now, what does that really mean? Is it locking him up for the next six or is it ripping things up and, and really where it's just going to be the next four? Are we splitting the difference here? And and nobody knows yet at this point. No, we don't know. And that does matter from a market perspective as far as when is he going to hit the marker again? When is he going to get an opportunity? How long is he, quote unquote, under team control, right? How long is he tied to the franchise? You know, with the Patrick Mahomes contract, it was like, okay, he signed this extension. Now he's it's 10 years, you know what I mean? And so with this, that is a big deal. When you only sign a four-year contract and you have two years left on your deal, the swing there is between four and six years. And that's another two years that we could be potentially looking at having Tredavious White or not tra having Tredavious White. And that's a pretty significant swing, but no matter how you look at it, just from an average annual value standpoint, it's, it's a deal. Now we don't know how long it'll be a deal for, which is the other half of this, but we know it's a bargain in my opinion. So based on all of this, and again, knowing there's unknown factors here, are you surprised? I mean, with two years left on his deal and everything that you just talked about with guys like Jalen Ramsey and Marshawn Lattimore and right, like what, what this could mean with a Marlon Humphreys. I mean, why would he sign this deal now? I am floored. There was no incentive for him to do this. There's every bit of incentive for him to wait. So I, I do not know is the answer. I, I have no idea why he would wait this, why he wouldn't wait this out unless he just wanted the security. You know, Tredavious White is a thoughtful guy. You know, we knew that when he was talking about opting out, 
We knew he was a thoughtful guy. We know that he's an intelligent guy who did well academically and he's thoughtful and he's well-spoken and he's he's someone who who takes stock and really thinks about what he's saying before he says it. So maybe this is an opportunity where he, he recognizes the potential money that might be left on the table by not waiting until those other people reset the market, but he simply wants the security for himself and his family. There's an, a very real possibility about that because he talked about that and his how important his family was to him when he gave that scary interview for everybody where he was thinking about opting out. And so the only thing I can think of is it's simply part of his personality to go ahead and get it done now, because I don't see a reason why you wouldn't wait as far as a financial benefit. So if it's not necessarily a financial benefit, then there has to be some other benefit. And as far as I'm concerned, it must be security. So let me ask you this question, and it is shifting gears just a little bit, and we can get back to Trey White if you've got more thoughts there. But earlier today, I'm thinking to myself, gosh, how come Matt Milano's contract extension has not been taken care of yet, right? Deion Dawkins taking place, what was it, about two weeks ago from this extent? I mean, to be honest, right, there was the Sean McDermott extension, the Deion Dawkins, and here I am still thinking, why haven't we seen one for Matt Milano yet? and for Brandon Bean at this point, but let's focus on Milano. Do you think this, I mean, it must have been, right, the domino that must have been taking place first before they were going to look at things with Milano? I mean, what are your thoughts there? I don't necessarily know if this deal will prohibit the Bills from being able to re-sign Matt Milano because I don't know yet when the structure of the deal hits. If the structure of the deal hits in such a way that we can finagle the Milano contract and weave it into this one and take hits in alternating years where we know, okay, this year we're going to get hit with a particularly bad piece of the Tredavious White contract. And then next year we'll get hit with a particularly bad piece of the Milano contract structure and layer them into each other. Contract layering has been something that Brandon Bean has been known for. It's been known for having contracts drop off and become, become fortuitous to get out of at strategic times. And without knowing the structure of this deal, I don't know how I would be able to accurately speak on what, what effect it's going to have on the Milano deal. Because this deal, if it looks like a Deion Dawkins deal, which is surprisingly not team friendly, the Deion Dawkins deal is, you know, you can't really get out of it until 2022, 2023, probably. You can't really get out of that deal. So you're locked in for a while. If this looks like that deal, then I would say, you know what, maybe it hurts our ability to re-sign Matt Milano. If it looks like a different way where we're taking pretty much all of the hit now, we get a fat roster bonus like right now, then maybe that means cap hits are lower later, which means we might be able to fit Milano in. I don't know yet. Well, I appreciate that perspective as well. Again, as you look at different pieces. And, uh, and there are some, I guess you could say some updates when you at least look at some of the math. Uh, again, Joe Biscaglia here, when you talk about the $82.1 million contract, right, that Schefter is reporting, Biscaglia notes that extra $12.1 million above the $70 million just so happens to be his base salary for 2020. His fifth-year option salary is $10.24 million in 2021. So, you know, the structure is going to be something that we will see, but in some ways it looks like, you know, at least based on the math, they could very well be ripping up that fifth-year option and this extension could be in place starting with the 2021 season. So, again, somewhere, not to speculate here, 
but uh, for Trey White, right at 25 years old, could be uh, could be looking at a new contract around age 30. You know, he's going to have a chance to cash in again um, when you look at at least the trajectory of his career so far. Absolutely, and that's probably part of the four-year extension model. You know, if you'll notice this, that Brandon Bean doesn't really sign people to massively long extensions. There are no six, seven, eight years, 10-year deals with Brandon Bean. There's, in fact, I can't even recall a five-year deal off the top of my head. All of it seems to be four years or less. And one of the benefits that happens is it allows the player to think that they're getting a win because they get to hit free agency earlier. And it also doesn't end up with these fat, bloated contracts on the back end where someone is clearly outplaying their contract, but because you gave them a massive signing bonus and you prorated it, now you're messed up on the back end of the cap, which is what the the Eagles were famous for doing it in the early 2000s. They give out these six, seven year extensions to these people and then they try and unload them <laughs> because the fat signing bonuses were prorated and it was a big mess by the time they got to year three. Well, if you only have a four year contract, that's not really an issue. So it benefits the player and it benefits the team. And I think we'll continue to see three, four-year extensions from Bean. That seems to be his method of doing business. And that's probably one of the ways you can encourage trade is Tredavious White to sign earlier is, hey, we're not going to lock you up for as long. You can get this money again. So if you set the market this year, but you don't necessarily set it by $7,000, you know, $7 million a year, you don't set it that high, then you can set it again potentially in a couple years. And that helps to make up for the difference of the fact that you're only really setting the market by about $750,000 in annual value. So Bruce, you know, there's only so many details that we have right now on Tredavious White. And before we wrap this up though, and talking about his extension, you know, it's just about an hour after the Bills announced their 53-man roster and the cuts that were being made. I'd be remiss if I didn't get your thoughts on that. Obviously, we've been going back and forth on social media all day, and, and there's been updates coming coming throughout the afternoon. But why don't you talk about your thoughts on the 53-man roster while I've got you? I think the big thing with the 53-man roster is that the Patrick DeMarco move to IR, I really think, set off kind of a domino around. Reggie Gilliam right now is sitting as our fourth tight end which I actually predicted uh, on my 53-man roster projections. But the thing that's really going to be interesting to me is when you let go of Andre Roberts and you let go of Dean Marlowe with the intent to bring them back, you need two spots. Now, we assume that John Feliciano will be one of those spots by making the 53 and then going on IR, which means he has a minimum of three-week time before he can come back. So that makes sense. But the reasonable question is, where is the second spot coming from? Is someone hurt more than we know? My my theory right now is that the second spot's coming from Jake Fromm. So as of 6.34 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the 5th when we were recording this, my thought is that they cut Davis Webb. If Davis Webb clears waivers, then they can free up that spot, put Davis Webb on the practice squad, have the third quarterback there, cut Fromm, and then Fromm's release and Feliciano to IR free up the two spots necessary for Andre Roberts and Dean Marlowe to come back. So that's what I'm thinking right now. I think Delshawn Phillips making it is a shock to everybody. I don't think anybody had them on their 53, including myself. I think that that's unique. I'm thrilled right now they have seven wide receivers. I have been pounding the table for seven wide receivers forever because of how much 11 personnel we ran down the stretch. I was scared that they weren't going to do it because they've always kept six. I am thrilled that they did. It also means we don't have to make the decision between Big Isaiah and little Isaiah, which I was not interested in making that decision because I know that the staff has an affinity for Isaiah McKenzie. 
And that's always awkward for me because I don't have the same affinity <laughs> for Isaiah McKenzie, but I knew that they had an affinity for him and now they get to have their cake and eat it too. And I get to have my cake and eat it too by getting Isaiah Hodgins on the roster as well. I think Trent Murphy making the roster is something that we were all kind of coming around to the idea of. I think early on we thought maybe he wasn't going to make the team, but we all kind of came around to that idea later on in the, in the off season. So let me let me ask you this question, right? Because I had a, a minor heart attack when I saw that the Bills had released Andre Roberts and understand now the intention is for him to come back. But what was your initial thought? I mean, you, you did an entire podcast on Andre Roberts and talking about why it made sense for him to come back and I completely agreed, right? When it's like I had no interest in the other options, especially as it related to punt returns. But what was your initial thought when you saw he was on the cut list? My initial thought was stark raving terror. Um, <laughs> that was my initial. That was my initial thought. Um, I was. I was of the immediate opinion. Okay, who's returning? I don't understand. Who's returning? I don't get it. I like. I, I. I. I couldn't even wrap my head around the idea. Like, I am of the opinion that even with Roberts, we still have a returner problem on this team. Because if Roberts goes down, we have Micah Hyde catching punts, and that's it. That's all we've got. So even with the presence of Roberts. I still don't know if we necessarily have returner figured out. So for me, it'll be like starting. It was like cutting your starting quarterback and just going, okay, now but who's 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 going to play there? I don't right. I don't understand. So I literally felt myself getting flushed. My heart was racing. I was starting to perspire. And then I saw a tweet from Matt Perino, NYUP, Syracuse.com saying the intent was for them to come back. And I suddenly saw the pieces come together. My heart rate lowered. I said, namaste. I got into child's pose. <laughs> I felt better. And now I feel fine. Also, well, breaking news while we're here, Joe Buscalia, yeah. according to a league source, the Tredavious White extension runs through 2025. He is locked up for the next six seasons. Just keeps getting better. Crazy. The news just keeps getting better. I I am I am dumbfounded with with that. I I dumbfounded in a good way, right? I would have thought again, rip up the fifth year option for what it is, this and that. But as you said before, right? It gives Brandon Bean the flexibility if he's got to rework some things. It's not, you know, hey, you, you take advantage of this opportunity, you lock him up, but don't put yourself in a position that uh, you can't rework the deal or whatever. I'm I'm almost scratching my head because I just don't understand why he would sign this at this point. But uh, but certainly I'm happy that he did. I just tweeted just now. I cannot fathom how good the Trey White deal is. I just can't. I I I, I don't even understand right now. I don't know what to do with my hands, Anthony. I don't know <laughs> what to do with my hands. I'm sta I'm sitting here going. Well, I have to do something. So I guess I'm going to tweet. But that is as good as it gets as far as the team's deal. You get the highest paid cornerback, but you only set reset the market by a little bit. You still retain team control for six years. I have no clue why Tredavious White signed this deal aside from it being in the goodness of his heart. It is, uh, it is, I mean, obviously it's good for him, right? I mean, listen, a four-year deal, $70 million, it's, you know, gives his family that, that life-changing contract that that so many players want, and as you said, right, the press conference he had with the uh, the media, the Zoom conference, whatever you want to call it, right, where it talked about opting out. I mean, maybe it's that piece where you just say, "Hey, under the circumstances, it's time to get that security and and take advantage of this," and and just working for him and and working for the Buffalo Bills, and just for us as fans, it's a uh, it's just great to see.
Hey, just out of curiosity, uh, do you know where I can get a Tredavious White jersey or is that I can um, be right back. I'm going to go ahead and order a Tredavious White jersey. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, for so many fans, right, there's always that piece. And we talk about, oh, gosh, you buy jerseys, don't buy jerseys, don't this. Now, if you go out and buy a Tredavious White jersey, you can do that in confidence and know that he's going to be with the Bills locked up through 2025. So go make that, uh, that purchase with confidence, Bruce. You know what? I think I'm going to. I, I think maybe maybe my wife wants one. Maybe I can convince her to do like a like a dual thing. We definitely definitely need new jerseys. I think the last jersey I got was a Paul Pozlizny jersey like a decade ago. So I think I'm. I think it's I'm due long for a overdue. New one. I'm due for a new one. Well, listen. I feel like if we just keep recording, that there's going to be more breaking news that takes place. But you know, with this, we should probably wrap it up so the listeners at BuffaloRumblings.com get a chance to to get this insight and hear about. The Tredavious White extension signed through 2025 with the Buffalo Bills. So uh, I'm Anthony Marino. This is Bruce Nolan. Bruce, before you log off, why don't you tell everybody where they can find your work? I mean, they should know already, but just in case, let them know. You can find me on Twitter at Bruce Exclusive, on Instagram at Bruce Exclusive. You can find occasional writings on buffalorumblings.com, and you can find the Bruce Exclusive the podcast on this exact podcast network. Now, if you're not already subscribed, what are you doing? You get Anthony Marino for breaking Buffalo rumblings and you get me. Sorry about that. I come out on Thursdays and Fridays every single week, subscribe, rate, review, do all the cool stuff. It's awesome. All right, Bills fans do all the stuff that Bruce just told you. Thanks as always for tuning in. We'll get back to you with more breaking news if it comes about, but uh, this has been breaking Buffalo rumblings. And as always, Go Bills.